0: Welcome to the Startup Discovery School podcast. We feature a range of diverse experts from across the world of startups. This includes investors, founders, business operators, marketers, and so much more. We have spent more than a decade supporting a variety of businesses to dream, launch, and then scale. This podcast is focused on helping you discover the habits, tactics, skills, and failures that have helped our guests grow and maintain their businesses. Hey, welcome to a special episode of the Startup Discovery School podcast. This episode, we're going to be looking forward so we're going to be looking into our crystal ball at what the future will hold, or we're going to be doing our best to look at what the future will hold, But usual, joined by a special guest, but these are extra special guests in a sense we've got Mandy and Kofi who jumped on the pod today. So Kofi, how are you doing? How's things keeping?
1: Good, good. Yeah, it's good to be back. I'm really excited to talk about what the future will hold. Talking about 2022, right? I think there's
0: going to be lots of interesting things that's going to happen in this space. So it's good to talk about it. Yeah, of course. Cool. Just on the, it's, it's on the horizon. We're almost there. So yeah, good to really get, get get into the detail. And Mandy, welcome.
2: Hi, 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 hi. Can I just say, I love the way that Goz introduces us as special guests, but we are SDS and this is the <laughs> <laughs> SDS podcast. <laughs> Hello. Um, Yeah, I'm really good, actually, and really pleased that we're having this conversation because actually there's a lot of, I wouldn't say strange things, but new things that has happened in 2021 that has given me a different perspective of how I think the entrepreneurship landscape will look moving forward. So really keen to get into this conversation.
0: Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So obviously we've all looked back, but now we're really looking forward. Often it's it's easy to forget that we live through an unprecedented time globally. So not just in the UK, Europe, but worldwide, everyone has been through immense change. And in looking forward, obviously taking into account what's happened. And I think none of us will underestimate how much a difference 12 months can make anywhere. And yeah, let's get right into it. So if you think about the entrepreneurship space, the wider ecosystem, what do you predict that will change or happen for founders or anyone building a business? And, you know, Mandy, I'm going to kick off with you. What is your first thing?
2: So I'm going to be giving a global perspective about this. Go Um, for it. I found 2021 very, very interesting in terms of the way that businesses are creatively raising capital, particularly businesses uh, led by diverse founders. I'm not well-versed in this space at all, right? But the crypto and NFT type industry seems to be going crazy right now. And I've I've been noticing founders creatively fundraising through this route and it helping to slightly like democratize uh, access to some founders that traditionally would not be able to access venture capital funding and I think we recently are speaking to a founder who raised some capital by way of uh, an SAFT and now I was quite familiar with the, with an SAFE So simple agreement for future equity, but this is a simple agreement for future tokens. And I found that really interesting. They've managed to move their business proposition forward and their business was very futuristic. So unless you are, you know, like a really non-risk adverse VC, you probably wouldn't want to fund their business at all because there isn't a market at the moment, like they're right at the beginning of it. So to see them and they're a black founder as well. So to see them access capital in this way, which has then developed the the business proposition was very interesting. And I think moving forward, the rise of more micro funds and even larger VCs as well is going to make it, and these new funding, creative ways of raising funding, is going to make it very interesting for like traditional VC ecosystems to get into deals. And so I, I, that, that's what I see happening moving forward. These creative ways of raising funding, I think it's going to give the current players in the, in the fundraising landscape a, a good run for their money. Okay.
0: Brilliant. No, thank you. Thanks for that. Thanks for that, Mandy. It's interesting you've seen that. You've actually seen that reflected in day-to-day, you know, because often these conversations around crypto and NFTs, they seem so far-fetched. And I think that's, it's like blockchain, right? For a while, everyone think, everything was blockchain and blockchain was the future. And it's interesting, you've seen this now impact the fundraising process. Um, so yeah, fascinating, fascinating. Um, I'm actually going to come to myself and it, it probably links to a point that Mandy's making. I think we're definitely going to see an increase in what I guess I labeled digital creators. And even more so, because I read an article recently, which was saying that during the lockdown period in the UK, it was a boom for people taking on second jobs in addition to their full-time jobs, because we were all at home. So people thought, okay, well, you know, so a lot of people took hits financially and thought, okay, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm go off and get a second job, which I'm going to work around my main job. And I definitely think what we're going to see is the rise in digital creators. We've talked a lot about in the past about people having side hustles, people having extra jobs, but I think there's a, I think there's a messy middle ground there where there are people be, it will be creating, um, whether are working notion tabs, whether it be digital tools, which can be sold, I think we're definitely going to see the emergence and more, the emergence and growth of that. And I think it's a couple of things that are causing that. Firstly, I've seen the COVID uncertainty, people's, uh, our livelihoods aren't as secure as we once thought they were, but also a lot of frustration. I, th- I think from you guys and what we've seen So we've interviewed hundreds of founders and sometimes there is, a, there is a legitimate business, but sometimes there isn't. There is something which is worth doing, an economic opportunity to pursue it isn't quite a business and it isn't quite something which isn't going to do nothing, but it's it, there's a messy middle. and I don't know, Mandy, did you want to add to
2: that? Yeah, I, I was going to say I totally, totally agree. I think uh, COVID-19, and again, you know, I've always got my ESG hat on other things as well, which I'll touch on, but I think COVID-19 definitely, definitely gave everyone a shake up actually in terms of how you look at your the capital that you you bring into your household and making sure you're not reliant on just one source of income. So I think you're absolutely right. We will, we would definitely see the rise of the side hustle step up moving forward. I think also as well when you look at some of the the social trends and how technology is making an impact on that for good or or for bad. We're living in a world now where the media is telling us we can have there's no limit to our success. We can have anything. We can be anything. We can be the billionaire. We can be the millionaire, et cetera. And what that's doing is it's making people look at their current lifestyles and thinking, well, this doesn't feel like that. And how am I going to obtain this? And so it's also injecting a sense of, I don't know if it's ambition or drive or whatever you want to call it for people to go out and hunt for another source of income, but not everyone I think will be ready for, for making that jump jump you know all the way but they would definitely want to make something on the side so i i totally agree with that point
0: yeah i you know that whole idea of um being a millionaire now and, and my youtube ads are full of people in very very well tailored suits telling me that they can make me 50 grand
2: <laughs> if you join this course
0: and they get, they're getting prime re- this is prime youtube real estate so you know their ad spend must be crazy but um yeah thank you um Thanks for adding to that, Mandy. And I want to bring in uh, Kofi. So looking forward to 2022 for founders or anyone building a business, what do you think will change or happen? I'm really interested
1: in, I want to call it the acquisition economy, right? So there's a whole economy going on where it's allowing for founders or builders right, to have exits at, at various stages of the business, be it you know, sub 10K, over 10K, um, multi-million dollar exits all through platforms. So I think one of the big things which will come in twenty twenty two is we're gonna see lots of, like you say, people in that middle space, um of it's not quite a business, not quite, you know, a side hustle, create things and sell them, you know, as a hobby. I think that's something which I'm seeing early trends of already. And I say that because I think there's great potential in people building businesses um that's optimized for exit. So I think twenty twenty two we're really gonna see the takeoff of founders who build things deliberately to sell them for you know maybe a sub million pound exit or you know a 20k exit as a result of the covid-19 thing which you know gave people more time and gave people more sort of freedom to experiment with things and sort of people realizing that there's an opportunity to acquire and build spaces for people to acquire um, these these businesses.
0: You on, on that point? Um, the other day I was talking to a, a nephew of mine, he was talking to me about his FIFA 22 portfolio of cards. And I, was, yep. uh, I looked at him, I was like, what are you talking about? And he used the word portfolio, I couldn't believe yep. it. And I didn't realise that FIFA's main, for those that don't know FIFA, the popular soccer slash football game, they have an economy within the game, <laughs> which yep. generates the revenue. <laughs> um, arguably, it's more valuable than the game itself. And I was just thinking, who are... What do, I, what do I call those people? Um, yeah. Because they're not quite a business, but they're producing value. And it links back to what many talked about, crypto. And what you're saying there about founders building something to exit, well, that, that's, that's fascinating.
2: I was going to say, actually, Kofi, it's really interesting you say that. I met a venture capitalist the other day who their speciality actually is to take businesses to float on the stock market as soon as possible. Yeah. And they've got lots of different reasons for that, but I think you're absolutely right. There's going to be a new way of how people see and perceive this space and yeah. how they should start businesses. And that five-year exit might come a lot sooner. I think even with us and our experience in the sustainability space, we tend to find... A lot of businesses, particularly in let's say renewable energy, tend to exit quite early on. Actually, because to to get to where they need to, that you need those big engine organizations, dinosaur organizations to get to get behind you, and they usually just want to acquire you. So, I think we're more familiar with that in that space, but just in you know standard fintech, SaaS type businesses to see them going to exit or flowing, floating on the stock market before they've really managed to get like a good valuation or great valuation will be a very interesting business model as well. So,
1: yeah I mean, it doesn't even have to be in the stock market, right? And this is the the beauty of the the economy that I'm seeing. I'm seeing people create things that side as a side hustle, building a team and having, you know, two million pound exits, three million pound exits, which it, it will never get reported. However, that provides incredible liquidity to an individual or to a group of individuals so when i speak to founders right now i'm always I'm, i always encourage them right to look at your options as to how you can you know get to your end target right everybody wants the the big ipo and ring the bell however that's not going to be a reality for like 90 percent, right and i guess for another 95 percent, you're not gonna you know touch 100 million which is not a bad thing right so this space which exists Right, to allow people to buy and sell, you know, profitable or sometimes just high potential entities. It's just really fascinating and interesting to me. I guess it's like democratizing private equity, if you want to call that. It's making it easier for individuals to, like, we could set up, you know, a a private equity fund and just go in these websites and just buy a portfolio of e-commerce brands and yeah, you know just make money off that so yeah it's, it's, it's a really interesting space it hasn't taken off yet but i think mm. 2022 we're going to see some big names um big players entering into that space he's suggesting
0: sds private equity <laughs> potentially <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And with that, thanks uh, Kofi for for laying out so clearly and I want to bring Mandy back in for almost your second uh, prediction. You're looking into your crystal ball. What's going to happen?
2: Yeah, this probably isn't really like looking into a crystal ball because we're already seeing some of the success coming out of it. But I think the rise of the emerging markets, it's been predicted, let's say probably for the last five years, but I think we're starting to really see it now, especially with all the investments that have been going into African-based startups, particularly in the fintech space. I think we're going to see a lot more activity on the continent particularly africa i think it will be very interesting to see how that space takes off as it's already started this year alone we've we've got a a founder in our alumni who creates in that space, who's just fundraised as well. So I just think the next kind of boom for interesting startups will definitely come from the continent. And I think we'll see a lot more activity across different sectors, not just health and fintechs. I think that's the main focus at the moment that's been taking place there. But I think as infrastructure gets better, there'll be more scope for other economies and other verticals to start emerging. The other day, Kofi and I caught up with a founder who's in the mobility space. And I just think more and more, the more and more less fragmented their infrastructure becomes, the more interesting that that continent will be in terms of emerging startups. So yeah, I think that's the next kind of thing that I think we should look forward to in 2022 and moving forward what comes out of Africa. And, uh, thanks man
0: and um, at this stage so we're going to segue from to your prediction about Africa looking at the uh, the potential of the continent as a whole. um bring it back to you Kofi. so what's your second uh, second prediction looking into your crystal ball uh, what will it be? I think
1: twenty twenty two
0: we'll see more i
1: guess or larger investment syndicates from diverse backgrounds i'm I'm seeing lots of early signs around that. there's loads of new syndicates forming. You know, I saw a syndicate that was that was on a deal that went on to raise like a huge Series A, and they were founded by diverse um, individuals, or what we'd call diverse individuals. Um, so I think 2022, with the access to information and network and the network effect, right? So you could build a community around, I guess, 400 operators, 300 operators in the same field as you, and raise a small syndicate from that. So I've seen quite a few of that, and I hope that 2022 we might see a few more of it because that gives another option to founders looking to raise capital um, early on. So I'm, I'm hoping for that, actually.
0: Thank you so much, Cove. I guess it comes to me just looking at 2022. And this is perhaps a bit of a, a kind of a, a passion project. That's interest I have um, more generally, which, which links to some work I did previously. So years ago, I worked on a kind of startup, which was ultimately lo- looking to kind of help people find sustainable jobs. And when I say sustainable jobs, jobs they were interested in and could grow in and I think what we're in is an age of disruption, as, as everyone knows, we've just come through the COVID pandemic, which is still ongoing. Job market. I had this, I, There was a few weeks ago or a few months ago, I was walking past a McDonald's on a Saturday night and the line of delivery riders and just eat riders was like, it must have been at least 20 people waiting. And I just thought, wow, this is the modern economy at work right here. So I definitely see a wave of startups almost addressing the disruption specifically in the jobs market. And that is ultimately building connections the most employable people are ultimately those with the greatest networks and biggest number of connections. I think we're going to see a number of startups looking to break those silos that we sit in. An example is Lunch Club. Lunch Club reminds me of a startup that I worked on. We just didn't have the Zoom connectivity to make it happen. But I definitely foresee that as there's huge questions, even now for major employers around staff for conditions, the rise of zero hour contracts. You know, what happens to society when everyone has zero hour contracts and has unstable work and very little guarantees or kind of, sustainable future so definitely foresee more startups addressing that and typically go back to mandy's point a few episodes ago about looking at you know policy and government setting the conditions normally those issues have been left to government which i think we all know they can't solve it by themselves they're going to definitely need the intervention of startups private businesses so i definitely see a big big opportunity for those startups who have ideas on not only how to get people jobs but how to get people out of their silos to help them make more connections and thus in the future become more employable whilst providing retraining opportunities. You know, just a few moments ago, we talked about NFTs and cryptocurrency. And sometimes I look at that and think, my gosh, there's a whole generation where that's just complete like gibberish, but that's the future. So I definitely foresee on account of all the disruption we've um, experienced in 2021, 2022 has to really open up opportunities for those with ambitious ideas. And there are a few companies in this space already Perhaps poking at the problem but i definitely want to see more more startup entries um into, into this sector um moving forward so brilliant guys we've kind of taken a whistle stop tour of looking into the future has anyone got any, anything else that want, they want to finally add before we close out our episode
2: no i just i think i just want to say i'm really pleased that we've we've kicked off the podcast i've really loved speaking with our guest speakers and listening to their journeys and I'm looking forward to season two.
0: Me too I can't lie to you oh, the other day someone quoted me at something I said and that was that was a weird moment it was like you know you said that I was like oh did I, <laughs> I thank God it was good <laughs> it was good but getting I'm getting used to the idea that this episode will fly so I shared this I shared the podcast with my aunts and my mum's whatsapp group they were all like ooh, yeah <laughs> That is what the ecosystem got. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, I, mean, I, had to, I had to celebrate. You know, like, oh, this is what you do for it. This is what you do. I was like, yeah. You know, so. But no, Coach, anything you want to add on finally before we close up? No, it's, it's been a very good year. I think the quality
1: of founders from non-traditional backgrounds is amazing. I think... I think we've only just scratched the surface. Actually, there's great potential to come from like a wider sector of people as the information and access to to capital increases. I agree.
2: Do you know what? One last point. Actually, I think one of the things that we will see in the next, let's say, three four years, is more diverse founders, particularly Black founders, as well in more technical roles. Because I think there's a lot of work that started like five years ago around encouraging more women in STEM. And now we're starting to see a bit more diversity in engineering students uh, graduating, etc. So I think we should see some positive strides forward in that space, too.
0: Brilliant. You know, Mandu touched upon that. that that's, that's the whole point of the work, right? The fruits. We, we may not reap the fruits today. But the seeds are definitely being planted and kofi to touch upon what you said you said you know we're only scratching the surface and that is probably a perfect way to sum up everything we're doing that we're only really scratching the surface looking ahead we've talked about the rise of crypto and nfts alternative investment vehicles kofi talked about you know the idea of exits happening much earlier you know when i did business studies a level a long 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 time ago the ipo will see there's something that happens No, 10, 15 years down the line, it wasn't viewed as something that is even current, that a current founding team would even look at. Um, So it's great to see all these things changing. And, you know, the rise of digital creators, you know, not quite a business as per se, but there's something there, which is an economic vehicle, which could be investable or at least has a great chance of generating sizable amounts of revenue. This could be the future. So my co-pilots, Mandy and Kofi, thank you so much for uh, jumping on today been a pleasure and I guess, you know, happy new year, happy seasons, greetings, and we keep it moving. Thanks.
2: Happy new year.
0: Hi everyone. This is Gosbert again. Just a few things before you go. If you're an entrepreneur or business founder that needs support, whether that be nailing your sales strategy, growth, or even raising investment please check out our website at www.startupdiscoveryschool.com or email us on info at startupdiscoveryschool.com.